Good morning. Good morning. It is so good to see you all make your way into the house of the Lord where there is joy, right? I've heard this morning that there's joy in the house of the Lord, and we're going to sing about that in just a few moments. Um, we are going to start off with our candle lighting, our Advent candle lighting. I'm going to invite my sweet friend Carolyn to join me on the platform, and she is going to um, read for us or lead us in the guided reading this morning. So as uh, just a quick reminder, Carolyn's going to read a portion, and then you will follow along on the all uh, that you see on the screen there. Should be hot for you. Good morning. This morning we light the candle of joy. Joy is deep and abiding, rich and rewarding. Joy is a well that does not run dry when trouble comes. Let's try that again. Yeah, let's try that one again. We seek joy in our lives, and we seek to share joy with those around us. The siren song of our culture is consumption. Consume more, and you will be fulfilled. Consume more, and you will be happy. Consume more, and you will have worth. When we allow ourselves to be entranced by this song, we will never find true joy. We find contentment in what we have, and may we view others as God's beloved children so that we might know true joy. Joy is found not in consuming more. Joy is found in a transformed life. This new life is one of generosity, compassion, and care for those around us. May we feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and have compassion on all so that we might know true joy. We are invited into this new way of doing so we can become people of joy. This doing involves sharing, giving, respecting, honoring, and caring for people around us. Joy comes when we hold what we have lightly, our possessions, our positions, our finances, so we can give freely, Joy comes in truly showing love to others. May the light of joy consume our hearts as we allow Christ to transform us into generous people of joy. Amen and amen. Thank you, Carolyn. I feel like my eye doctor would be really proud of how I could read the tiny words on the screen. And I have a feeling that's what our hang-up was, but uh, we had a lot to accommodate today, so we wanted to make sure we had all that. Um, before we get started, I just want to confess that um, today's service, there's just a lot going on today. It's a big day. We're going to join together. Uh, we're going to join each other around the table later after the service. And there's just a lot to celebrate today. There's a lot to pay attention to. And I found myself kind of panicking earlier, like thinking that we need to rush through all of this because there's so much to do. And then I, I felt what I would say is the Holy Spirit just kind of poking at my heart saying, Slow down and remember what I told you a few weeks ago. Do you remember what he told me? Just be, right? And so I just want us to don't rush past this moment, right? We spend so much of this season rushing past every moment because there's so much to do. There's so much to pile in a short period of time. But let's don't rush past it. Let's just pause and savor this moment, this third moment third week of Advent, this week of joy. 
And I want to share a fun fact with you. We, you saw that we lit this pink or rose is kind of the official liturgical color for joy. And the reason that it's a different color on the Advent wreath that I've learned is that because it signals a shift. It signals that we are closer to Christmas. We are anticipating and preparing to celebrate the joy that Christ's birth brings. And so the, the different color kind of signifies. It's almost like it's saying, ooh, can you feel it? Can you feel it? It's so close. And so today, I want you to rejoice. Rejoice as we celebrate what Christ's birth meant for us. It changed everything and I don't want us to miss that this morning. So I'm going to turn it over to Nicole, and she's going to lead us into worship. Good morning. It's good to see you guys. I'm going to read this call to worship from Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 14. It says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. I just wanted to read this prayer of approach this morning, similar to what Pastor Nicole was saying. It just says, Lord, in this busy season, please help me to be still. I am opening my ears now to hear you, quietly preparing my heart for the wonder of your coming at Christmas. Amen. Let's worship him today. You can stand with us if you are able.
today and we won't be quiet no we shout out your praise there's joy in the house of the lord our god is surely in this place and we won't be quiet we shout out your praise there's joy in the house of the lord there's joy in the house of the lord today and we won't be quiet we shout out your praise there's joy in the to the 
really into the music and I was not paying attention that it was time for me to come up here so give me just a moment thank you worship team for doing what you do every week wasn't that fantastic that was so wonderful thank you guys I was just really blessed by the song selection and delivery and most importantly just the hearts of those willing to serve each week and our amazing Nikki for doing such a good job leading them right well, this morning we're going to go into a time of prayer, and um, I just want to remind you that this is a time and space that's for you, okay? So however you need to come before the Lord this morning in prayer, I just want to invite you to do that. If that's staying in your seat, that's fine. If that's kneeling where you are, that's fine. And if it's coming to the altars to pray this morning, that's great. 
You are welcome to pray in whatever posture is comfortable for you, but I just want to give you this space to have a moment with the Lord, to listen to him, and to lay down your burdens before him. And I just want to call us to pray this morning for those whose worlds were turned upside down a few nights ago. Hundreds, hundreds of families who were affected by the tornadoes that spanned across four different states, just leaving a ton of destruction. And, and so this morning is one of those mornings where we especially hold joy and grief together, right? We rejoice this morning, certainly, but we are also, our hearts are also heavy for those whose mornings are just not filled with joy, because it's just not. There's reason to rejoice. God is still good, but we pause and, and we lift those up in prayer whose, whose lives were greatly affected. So let's remember them this, this morning. Let's pray on their behalf and lift them up to the Lord this morning. Would you do that with me? Let's pray. Gracious God, we come before you this morning. My heart is full, Lord, as I, as I stand in this place and lift up songs of praise with some amazing people, reminding myself that I serve and love and follow a good and gracious God. Lord, I'm reminded of your faithfulness in my life. I'm reminded of your goodness that, that never fails to meet me every single day with your mercies that are made new every single morning when I rise. And so, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for the joy that you give to me when I can't find that joy within myself. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for comforting me and for reminding me why I have joy and why I can rejoice in the Lord. But God, we recognize this and we acknowledge this joy that we have that's made available to us. But God, our hearts are also heavy this morning as we think of all of those who were affected by the storms on Friday evening. God, there's just no words. But God, I know that you see it. I know that you are are meeting each family where they are. And God, I just pray that you would, in a way that only you can do, would you just bring comfort to those families who are grieving this morning. Grieving, most importantly, at the loss of, at the loss of life. The loss of life that we might not even know of yet fully. God, our hearts are heavy for that. Our hearts are heavy as we think about those who are going to gather around the Christmas table and around their Christmas trees in just a little over a week. And so unexpectedly, there's going to be someone missing. God, our hearts break. Lord, we pray that you would draw near to those who are grieving the loss of loved ones. God, we pray that you would draw near to those who are grieving the loss of everything they've ever had. In one fell swoop, God, everything that they had is gone and suddenly there's nothing left. 
God, that can feel overwhelming. That can cause someone to feel displaced and just wonder where to even begin. How do they even begin to put the pieces back together after such a tragedy? Lord, would you draw near? God, would you draw near and give them the strength to get up each day to put one foot in front of the other as they learn and figure out how to put the pieces of their life back together again. God, we pray for those this morning who might be grieving a loss that that we don't even understand, that we can't comprehend. Lord, we pray for the, the kids who are feeling scared and the, the nightmares are going to come, and, and every time there's a storm, it's going to be in their minds, and there's going to be anxiety, and there's going to be that post-traumatic stress. And Lord, we just pray that you would draw near, comfort those who are filled with anxiety after this event. Lord, we pray that you would move in the church as the church goes out as the church seeks to mobilize, as the church seeks to go and to be the hands and feet of Jesus, Lord, would you go before them? God, would you go before them and would you make yourself known as those who come together to help their communities, as those who come together to help and to serve and to love and comfort those who have lost everything? God, would you be present God, would you make your presence known? And somehow, God, could this be an opportunity for others to see you in a way that they haven't before? God, somehow, could you fill the voids that are going to exist for a long time? Lord, we are also reminded this morning that we are still very much in the midst of a pandemic. There are still people that are getting sick. There are still people that are fighting for their lives. And Lord, we pray that you would draw near to them. We pray, God, for physical healing, for strength. God, we pray that you would be with our healthcare workers. We know, Lord, that they need it. They're exhausted. They've got nothing left. God, it's been a a long, awful two years for them, Lord, and we just pray that you would be with them, give them rest for their weary souls, give them strength to make it another day. Lord, be with those families who are grieving losses or, or who are walking alongside loved ones who are ill, who are sick, not just from COVID, but from cancer, from from accidents. God, from other sicknesses and illnesses that come up from time to time, would you just draw near? Be the strength that we all desperately need. And Lord, finally, we just remember those who, for them, this season is just particularly challenging. It reminds them of the loneliness that they feel. It reminds them of the loved ones that are no longer present. God, would you just draw near to those who are having such a hard time finding joy this season? Lord, would you, in a way that only you can do, would you be their joy? Would you sustain them and comfort them and be near to them?
God, we love you. We thank you for hearing the cries of our heart. Thank you, God, for for turning your ear toward us, even when our prayers are ugly and tear-filled and just really blunt and honest. Thank you, God, for being able to handle it and for listening and for loving us, meeting us where we are every day. God, we just pray that you would continue to move in our midst. Holy Spirit, would you just move in our midst? Would you open up our hearts? Speak to us, Lord. Give us the ears to hear your word this morning. Lord, we depend on that today. And we love you, and we pray all of this humbly in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, this morning, it's a joy to have Belleville Hispanic with us. They are joining us today. Um, Many of you may not know that today is uh, Pastor Omar and Lesby's last Sunday. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit more about that at the end. But I'm actually going to invite Pastor Omar to join me on the platform. He is going to uh, co-preach with me today. He's going to interpret for us, for our uh, Belleville Hispanic brothers and sisters. And so just join me, Pastor, however is best for you. Um, I'm going to give you permission to interrupt me if I'm going too quickly, and you're like, wait, 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 I got to get that. You just interrupt. You just jump in, because I've never done this before, so (laughs) you just do that, okay? Um, So if you would stand this morning, we are going to read from the book of Luke, chapter 3, verses 7 through 18. Versículos 7 through 18. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Y decía a las multitudes que salían para ser bautizados por él, Oh generación de víboras, ¿quién os enseñó a huir de la ira venidera? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. Haced pues frutos dignos de arrepentimiento, y no comencéis a decir dentro de vosotros mismos, Tenemos a Abraham por padre, porque os digo que Dios puede levantar hijos de Abraham aún de estas piedras. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Y ya también el hacha está puesta a la raíz de los árboles. Por tanto, todo árbol que no da buen fruto se corta y se echa en el fuego. What should we do then, the crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. Y la gente preguntaba diciendo entonces, ¿qué haremos? Y respondiendo les dijo, el que tiene dos túnicas, dé al que no tiene, y el que tiene de que comer, haga lo mismo. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Vinieron también unos publicanos para ser bautizados y le dijeron, maestro, ¿qué haremos? Él les dijo, no exijáis más de lo que os está ordenado. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. También les preguntaron unos soldados diciendo, ¿y nosotros qué haremos? 
y les dijo, no hagáis extorsión a nadie, ni calumniéis y contentaos con vuestro salario. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Como el pueblo estaba en expectativa preguntando todo en sus corazones si acaso Juan Sería el Cristo respondiendo Juan diciendo a todos, yo a la verdad os bautizo en agua, pero viene uno más poderoso que yo, de quien no soy digno de desatar las correas de su calzado. Él los bautizará en Espíritu Santo y fuego. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. Su aventador está en su mano y limpiará su era y recogerá el trigo de su granero y quemará la paja en fuego que nunca se apagará con estas y otras muchas exhortaciones anunciaba las buenas nuevas al pueblo. This is the word of the Lord this morning. Esta es la palabra de Dios en esta mañana. Thanks be to God. Gracias a Dios. If you want to come over here and lay your Bible down, Pastor Omar, you're more than welcome to. Okay, so Advent week three, and the theme is joy. So, since that's the case, it's pretty appropriate that we read a passage where John is angrily yelling at people, Right? Makes Estamos sense. en la tercera semana de Adviento y yo creo que es este, muy importante ver que eh, la, Juan aquí le da una llamada de atención a la gente. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I see the connection there. But, but if we could be a little bit more serious and say that once again, this feels strange, doesn't it? It feels disconnected, right? Aquí eh, como que hay una conexión en este mensaje, pero al mismo tiempo como que está desconectado porque es un tiempo de alegría, pero también hay un tiempo de llamamiento de la atención. But I wonder if we have just come to expect that this is the deal with Advent, that this is what we see with Advent, that we see and read a passage that seems strange and we don't feel connected to it, it feels awfully disconnected, but then later we finally are able to make some kind of connection. En estas palabras podemos ver que no hay completamente una conexión por las palabras porque estamos en una semana de Adviento, pero cuando al, al analizarlo más tarde podemos ver que sí hay hay una conexión en el llamamiento de la atención. And that's what happened last week as we looked at the passage that comes just before this in Luke chapter 3 where we were invited to participate in making a way for the Lord. Y esto sucedió más o menos la semana pasada cuando se estudió eh, versículos anteriores. And we are invited to do that in awfully strange ways, like, like lowering hills and mountains and straightening paths and making them straight for the Lord. En lo cual se anunciaba, se anunciaba de enderezar el camino del Señor, hacer un camino de preparación para la venida del Señor. And this week, as we continue on with this passage in Luke 3, we are reminded that as we see depicted on the Advent wreath, that things like hope, 
joy, peace, and love. They work together. Esperanza, gozo, y paz, todas estas cosas trabajan conjuntamente. They're very much linked together both in our lives and in the in-breaking kingdom of God. Estas cosas están conectadas internamente para el reino de nuestro Dios. But we'll say it again, John seems really angry, doesn't he? nuevamente, vemos que aquí como que Juan está muy molesto. He's pretty angry. He's yelling at the people that are coming to him. He's saying, brood of vipers. Children of snakes. Who told you to come here? How about instead of what you're doing, produce fruit and keep with repentance? Stop bragging about being the children of Abraham. No estén juzgándose muy en alto como hijos de Abraham. Because the axe is still at the root. Porque el hacha ya está puesta a la raíz del Pastor Omar, that feels like angry preaching. Esa predicación, ese se oye como que haga una predicación muy molesta. I think if John were standing here, were a pastor or a preacher, he would be doing this. Yo creo que en estos momentos, si Juan estuviera predicando, yo creo que golpearía también el, el púlpito en un momento. I mean, that's, that's angry, angry preaching. Sí, es una predicación muy molesta. And here's what I can't figure out, Pastor Omar. Y esto es lo que yo puedo imaginarme en, esta, en estos momentos. That if I were John, I would be delighted at all the people that are coming to be baptized. Que si yo fuera Juan, en estos momentos yo les estaría hablando a toda la gente que vinieran a, para ser bautizados. I mean, that's what's expected of pastors and preachers, right? Eso es lo que espera un pastor eh, cuando está predicando. This is the, the fruit of one successful pastoral ministry, right? Este es un fruto de un, de un pastor o un predicador eh, de, de triunfante. People are coming in, in crowds to be baptized. La gente venía en multitud para ser bautizados. And, and not just any people, but people like tax collectors and, and angry, mean soldiers, y rotten no people. Y no solo persona que, de los que estaban ahí, sino que venían los eh, recolectores de, lo, de los impuestos, venían hasta estos soldados, personas muy malas. I feel like I would get a pat on the back from the district superintendent if this were the result of preaching, right? Yo creo que algunas veces hasta somos felicitados, el superintendente nos felicita porque hubieron muy buenos resultados en nuestros mensajes. We would be happy, we would be rejoicing, we would not be so angry. Yo creo que estaríamos contentos por unos resultados así, no estaríamos enojados. So we wonder then, why is John so angry? Y entonces nos preguntamos, ¿por qué Juan estaba tan molesto? And you all know what I'm doing here, right? Y ustedes pueden saber lo que yo estoy haciendo en estos momentos. We're doing that annoying thing that pastors do, where they're dragging something out forever because we're trying to make a point. Porque muchas veces estamos tratando de dar a conocer un punto muy especial para esto. Because if you're familiar with the prophets, you Porque know... Porque si usted es muy familiar con los profetas, usted sabe that they were often angry people. Que ustedes pueden saber que los profetas muchas veces eran personas muy enojadas. And so then it's not really a surprise that John the prophet is angry. Por eso esto no nos sorprenda de que Juan el Bautista estaba muy enojado. But we are reminded that it wasn't a flippant anger, it was a holy, righteous anger. 
Sí, pero eh, recordemos que esta no era una molestia cualquiera. Esta era una molestia por eh, santa. It was an anger that had no tolerance for things like injustice, selfishness, and greed. Esta, este tipo de molestia no era contra otras cosas, sino era contra, contra la injusticia, contra las cosas malas que los hombres hacían. And John has not been fooled. John is noticing something that you and I might very well be missing. Y Juan no, no desconocía de estas cosas. It seems as if baptism, even though it was the popular thing to do and everyone was coming out to do it. Y a pesar de que el bautismo no era algo popular que se hacía, la gente venía para ser bautizado. That as great as that was, there was a much deeper issue at hand. Pero había algo más profundo que se quería llevar a cabo. John recognized something that we might easily miss. That being dunked in the water is not removing this looming judgment. El que usted sea eh, sumergido en el agua, esto no quiere decir que va a quitar muchas cosas que tienen que desaparecer. Simply being children of Abraham is not removing looming judgment. Simplemente el ser hijo de Abraham, esto no quiere decir que le quita algunas cosas de su vida. Because crowds are coming and what we might depict as church goals. Cuando la multitud venía a, a él. The axe is still at the root. Le dice, el, el, el hacha está a la raíz. So it would seem that John is telling these crowds that God has called God's people to something more. Lo que estaba diciendo es que Dios todavía estaba llamando a su pueblo para decir que hay algo más. And friends, God is calling us to something more. Y el, la, el amor de Dios nos está llamando todavía para algo mayor, algo más. It would appear that the fruit that we think we see here in this passage is not the fruit that the children of God ought to be producing. Lo que está diciendo aquí es que los frutos que no son cualquier frutos que un hijo de Dios debe producir. But John is saying, look at your heart. It's your life that needs to be changed. Miren a su corazón. Miren internamente en su corazón. Es su vida la que tiene que cambiar. John might be saying things or asking things like, is it fruitful? Is it green? Is it flourishing? Es, es, es algo que están ustedes demostrando en su vida. Es algo interno lo que está apareciendo. And if not, it's a change of heart and a change of direction that needs to take place. Y si no, es que es necesario que haya un cambio de conducta, hay un cambio de dirección en su vida. And so then in response to what John says, aquí la a lo que Juan dice. the people ask a very important question. La gente a estas muy and it's such an important question that I want you and I to truly ask the same question this morning. And that question is, la 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 es, what should we do then? What's missing? What is it that we are to do? And I wonder if the answer to this question can help us find joy. Because I don't know about you, but I want deep abiding joy. Because 
I want to know joy and share joy. Yo quiero tener gozo. Yo quiero compartir el gozo. I want to experience joy on my best and brightest days. Yo quiero tener eh, eh, una presencia de, del gozo, pero algo más profundo. And I want to sense that it's there on the darkest, lowest of days. Yo quiero que esto esté en los, lugar, en los tiempos más difíciles de la vida. And I don't know about you, but I want to experience joy during the season of Christmas. Y, pero también me gustaría a mí sentir el gozo en este tiempo de Navidad. But I also want to experience joy after Christmas. Pero también quiero que ese gozo permanezca después del tiempo de Navidad. Because have you noticed that what's supposed to be the most joyful time of year? Porque ha usted notado que en este tiempo, los tiempos más gozosos de Navidad, often seems, it seems to be the time where we experience less and less of it. Y muchas veces se siente menos y menos el gozo de la Navidad. But I want joy. Pero yo quiero gozo. I ache for joy. Yo estoy deseosa de gozo. I long for joy. Yo estoy deseosa. So what should we do then? Entonces, ¿qué debemos hacer? And we notice John's answer, answer to this very important question. Aquí entonces Juan responde a esta pregunta muy importante. And it seems that in this answer are, are components of how we can find and experience this joy. Entonces él les da cuál es la forma para que podamos encontrar lo que es el gozo. In verse 11, John says, Whoever has two shirts must share with the one who has none, and whoever has food must do the same. En el versículo 11, él les dice, y respondiendo les dijo, El que tiene dos túnicas, dé al que no tiene, y el que tiene de comer, haga lo mismo. So first and foremost, it would seem that generosity is a key component in this repentance, in this reposturing. Entonces aquí podemos ver que una de las cosas como Poder tener gozo es también compartiendo de aquellas cosas que tenemos. We see that it's a call to living generously, specifically by caring for the least of these. Aquí está haciendo un llamado a la generosidad, a practicar la generosidad con otros. That this is very important if we're looking for deep abiding joy. Esta es algo más profundo. It's as if John is saying, those who have, give to those who don't. Esos que tienen, denle a los que no tienen. And I also want us to notice that while this act, this does mean things like financial, clothes, and food. Y esto aquí también dice eh, de una manera eh, eh, financiera o también en ropa, en comida. But I'm reminded that we ought to be generous with our grace. Pero también tenemos que recordar que debemos ser generosos en la gracia. That instead of holding grace tightly and being stingy with it, we ought to give it away generously. En vez de mantener esa, la gracia para nosotros, también compartamos la gracia. So if you want joy, practice generosity. Si usted quiere gozo, practique la generosidad. Then in verse 13, John says to another group who are asking. En el versículo 13 le dice a otro grupo, eh, les dijo. He says, collect no more than you are authorized to collect. Y les dijo, no exijáis más de lo que os está ordenado. In other words, I think John is saying that greed has no place in this new life, this new way of living. Les está diciendo eso de envidia, el desear más, esto no es una cosa buena para sus vidas. 
This call goes even further than the one to live generously. Este llamado es para vivir una vida generosa. But it's a call that says there is no room for coveting, for Pero taking from others. No, no, aquí no hay un lugar para aquellos que desean quitar las cosas de las otras personas. There's no room for gaining more at no, others' expense. No hay este lugar para estar deseando las cosas de, de otras personas. And the call is to cease being greedy. Y este llamado es para que seamos, uh, que dejemos de ser envidiosos. You know that this call was for the tax collectors, right? Este llamado era para los que cobraban los impuestos. And from here on out, whether or not they would continue to be tax collectors. Uh, a partir de esto, ellos continuaron siendo eh, recolectores de impuestos. And many probably would. Algunos probablemente no. But how they exist in the world is different. It pero, changes. Pero ¿cómo haber los cambios en un mundo así? It's going to change how they do their job. It's going to change how they relate to and care for the people around them. So if you want joy, don't be greedy. Si usted quiere tener gozo, no desea las cosas de otras personas. And then in verse 14, answering another group of people, John says, don't cheat or harass anyone and be satisfied with your pay. En el versículo 14 dice, no hagan tramposadas, no, no extorsionen otras personas. This was a call to be content. Este es otro llamamiento. The soldiers were the ones who held power. A los soldados a mantener, a detener su, ese poder. And they could easily harass and cheat people without any repercussions. Que dejen de eh, extorsionar a la gente. They could get away with anything. Ellos podían tener cualquier cosa. But John calls them to something that is noticeably different. Pero Juan les estaba llamando a una vida completamente diferente. These soldiers are called to contentment with their financial standing. Les está diciendo ser soldados, estén eh, contentos con lo que ustedes perciben como salario. It's a call for them to be content with what they have. Que fueran contentos con lo que ellos reciben. And this reminds us how we are to view what we have in our material possessions, right? Tenemos que ser contentos con lo que tenemos. If we want joy... We should be content. Si queremos tener gozo, tenemos que estar contentos con lo que tenemos. These are the things that John says to the people who are asking, what should we do then? Estas eran las respuestas de Juan a, aquella, a las preguntas de aquellas personas que decían, entonces, ¿qué debemos de hacer? And his answer is, be generous, don't eh, be greedy, and be content. Entre las, las, las respuestas de él, eh, no sean envidiosos, eh, eh, sean, estén contentos con lo que ustedes tienen. And I just wonder, does anyone else see the irony here? Uh, aquí alguien está con... That this call to live generously, a vivir generoso en, en este llamamiento, this call to refrain from relying on material possessions to fulfill you, el, en el llamamiento a... okay, this call to be content, a estar contentos, that this clashes with culture's rampant consumerism. En este eh, tiempo de consumismo. 
And that which we see is at its strongest during this particular season, right? Estas cosas son algo que se tiene que en este tiempo, en este tiempo. Do you find it ironic that after all that consuming, y puede verlo usted irónico después de tanto consumismo, after all that gift giving and receiving, de esto de tanto dar y recibir, all those expensive, unnecessary items cosas muy caras que no son that you find yourself feeling empty once again veces al terminar, al terminar de todo, usted se vacío. still longing and aching for something that wasn't que hay de algo más. that wasn't quite fulfilled in Christmas. Que no se ha a pesar de cosas. Do you find that in order to truly live in the way John is calling us to live that we must push back against this idea that we need more. Que desechemos aquella idea de que necesitamos todavía más. That our kids and grandkids need more. De que nuestros hijos, de nuestros uh, nietos necesitan todavía muchas cosas más. They need to know how much I love them. Ellos deben saber que tanto les amamos. I, I think it's interesting that we stress ourselves out so much at this time of year. Yo creo que podemos ver que, que tanto nos estresamos en esta época del año. To give things that will likely end up in the landfill this time next year. De dar tantas cosas que, que no son necesarias. You know, we had to make room for the new things. Muchas veces so. estamos haciendo espacio para las cosas nuevas que vienen. But in saying that, I feel this morning, I fear that I sound a little bit like the Grinch. Como que, como que nos sentimos como el Grinch. 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 <laughs> Do you know who the Grinch is? Sí saben quién es Grinch, ¿verdad? Right? No? Okay. Well, si we know así. who the Grinch is. Many of us do, right? Sí, la mayoría lo sabe, ¿verdad? Do I sound like a Grinch? Sueno yo como un Grinch? I feel like I sound a little bit like a Grinch. Yo creo que sueno algo como un Grinch. But I also feel like the Grinch was on to something. He says, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Probablemente Christmas no viene de una tienda. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. Yo creo que Navidad significa algo más. So this morning I want to say, maybe joy doesn't come from the store. Yo creo que el gozo no viene de una tienda. Or a bigger paycheck. O un cheque más grande. Or more things. O muchas cosas más. More gifts. Más regalos. More Hallmark movies. Más trabajos, eh, películas de, de Navidad. But maybe joy means a little bit more. Yo creo que gozo significa mucho más. Maybe when we live a transformed life that bears good fruit. Cuando vivimos una vida transformada. The consequence is a deep, abiding, not quickly fading joy. Aquí vamos a ver un cambio más profundo y es el gozo en nuestras vidas. Maybe we receive this deep, abiding joy when we help others. Probablemente podemos sentir más más profundo estos cambios cuando ayudamos a otras personas. When we serve others. Cuando servimos a otros. When we work for the equity of others. Cuando trabajamos para ayudar a otros. When we aren't desiring more. Cuando no deseamos más. And when we have a true compassion toward cuando others. Cuando tenemos una verdadera compasión Perhaps por otras personas. Perhaps this is where the real abiding joy is Esto found. Esto es el verdadero gozo. 
And at the end of this passage, we see este that John is, is meeting the expectations that people had. Juan está viendo lo que la gente espera. People see John and they think, oh, maybe this is the Messiah. Y ellos, la gente decía, bueno, él, yo creo que él es el, mes, el Mesías. They felt a stirring in their hearts. Ellos sintieron ya en su corazón. They felt something was being fulfilled. Algo se estaba llenando. Maybe this is him. Yo creo que él es. But John reminded them, and we ought to remind others too, that we are simply preparing the way for Jesus. Y esto nos recuerda para que le digamos a otros, no, estamos únicamente preparando el camino de Cristo. That the ultimate good news in verse 18 is coming in and through Jesus. En el versículo 18 es donde viene la porción de... And so this morning as we think about joy... Y esta mañana cuando pensamos acerca del gozo... What it looks like... A qué se parece... How we can find it... Cómo lo podemos encontrar... And how we can share it... Cómo lo podemos compartir... Let us remember that joy is not simply a warm and fuzzy feeling brought on by Christmas movies. Gozo no es estar cómodo o dar cosas como eh, o ver un tiempo pe películas muy bonitas. But it's a deep and abiding state brought on by our connection with Christ. Eh, la, la realidad, la verdadera realidad es cuando tenemos un tiempo eh, más profundo con Cristo. And it's fostered through the ways that our lives are continually transformed to look more like Jesus. Yes, a través de los cambios que se producen en nuestra vida y nos podemos parecer más a Cristo. And when we lay aside our discontent and our greed. Cuando dejamos fuera de nosotras, todas de nosotros, todas aquellas cosas que, no nos, que nos quitan la felicidad, la envidia. When we share with others con otros, and find ways to seek justice and compassion, y el para la y la then we will find these profound moments of joy y esto nos va a a la el gozo. that we can't help to sh but to share with those around us. Que nos a con otros de Friends, Amigos. Christ has truly brought joy in this kingdom. Cristo trajo un verdadero gozo. This kingdom that is still breaking through even now in this moment. El, el, ese, ese, su reino, el día, el de estos momentos todavía se está haciendo compartido. And it's because of this joy that we can declare. Y es por este gozo que el día de hoy podemos declarar. Joy to the world. La, el gozo de este mundo. Rejoice, rejoice. Regocijaos, regocijaos. And so as we sing, we celebrate that Christ has come. Ahora como cantamos de que Cristo viene. That he continues to work. Continuemos trabajando. He continues to move in our midst. Él sigue eh, moviéndose en nuestros caminos. And we rejoice because of what he has done and what he will continue to do. Él nos gozamos por lo que él está haciendo y por lo que él continúa. We're going to invite the praise team to come back. Vamos a invitarle ahora al, al, grip, al grupo de música que regresa. And I, I want to encourage you to continue to reorient our hearts this morning. Y les invito a seguir reorientando nuestros corazones en esta mañana. So that they might look more like his. Que, nos, que nuestro corazón se vea más como el de él. And that as we sing, rejoice, rejoice. Y como cantemos, regocijaos, regocijaos. That we will feel in our hearts. Que lo podamos sentir en nuestros corazones. That Emmanuel has come. 
that God is with us que Dios es con and that God will continue to do a new thing in us. Y él, él cosas en do you want that this morning? Usted estas cosas en esta do you long and ache for deep abiding joy? Usted por un gozo más would you join me in praying that the Lord would bring that to our hearts this morning? Let's pray. Oremos. God, we thank you for reminding us where this joy comes from today. God, we pray that you would continue to move in our midst. God, we pray that you would fill our hearts with this joy that we're all seeking. We are all searching for this joy. We are all longing and aching for a deep abiding joy that will fulfill us. And we are looking for that joy in all the wrong places. And God, we find ourselves, at least I do, at the end of a Christmas season, and, and I find myself longing and aching for joy, even still, even though I did all the things that the ads told me to do, even though all the ads promised that buying this thing would bring me joy, I still find myself looking and aching for deep, abiding joy. And so God, I just pray that you would fill our hearts this morning, that you would just remind us that we will experience deep abiding joy when we are generous, when we look for ways in which we can serve others, when we are generous with our grace and our time. God, would you remind us that deep abiding joy comes not from being greedy and wanting to accumulate more, but in being content with what we have, knowing that the one who provides will always provide for our each and every need. We know who our provider is. God, would you just remind us that we are called to serve and love and that when we do this, this will bring us true, lasting, deep, abiding joy. And we long for that this morning. So come, Lord Jesus, come. Make yourself known to us once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Joy. 
You may be seated. I just want to follow up with this one little thing. What should we do then? What is it that you and I are to do? Well, I want to offer you with a few quick things. One is to repent when necessary. And here's a hint. It's often necessary. We have often missed things. We miss moments, we miss opportunities, we miss reflecting the heart of God. And so I pray that you would repent when necessary and that you would ask God to reveal what this all looks like for you, what you should be doing, because the reality is what you should be doing might be different than what I should be doing. But just in case you want to start this week with something practical, after all, it is the season of, of Advent and expectation, and maybe you want to practically demonstrate joy this week to someone and you're wondering how might I do that so that I can experience deep abiding joy. I want you to consider doing that by maybe thinking of someone this week to whom you can give a gift to even though you might not be able to receive anything in return. Who's something that you can give someone to knowing that you might not get anything back from that person? Maybe you just need to ask the Lord who that is. If you're having a hard time thinking of someone, I want you to consider one of these to get you started. Maybe purchase some items that are on the list of a charitable organization. Maybe there's an organization around you that needs something and they can't give anything back to you except a tax write-off form, but maybe there's something that you can give to them. Maybe there's a need that you can fill. I know Good Samaritan, we're collecting things for them And I know that there's a lot that they need from us. We can give to that. We can be the hands and feet of Jesus in giving to that. Maybe you know of a single mom who needs help this Christmas with giving her kids toys. Maybe you could fulfill some of those needs that she has. Maybe you can just simply bless your barista or your server with a generous tip. Maybe you can buy and wrap something special for a neighbor or a coworker who you know is alone and without family this season, whatever it is, I just pray that you would ask the Lord to show you what it looks like to demonstrate joy in this way, and maybe you could even practically do that here in the next week or so. Amen? Amen. All right, we have a few quick announcements before we head to lunch, and then one other thing that we want to do, bear with me, guys. (laughs) Just bear with me for a second. Um, This morning, I want to remind you that we are having a Christmas Eve service um, on Christmas Eve at 6 p.m. You're invited here for a candlelight Christmas Eve service, so don't forget about that. Um, I want to share some good news with you this morning that maybe you've been waiting, maybe you've been on the edge of your seat waiting for an update And it's just a little piece of information, but I just wanted to share it with you that your church, BFCN, is officially and finally debt-free. Can we rejoice over that? So we came to you a few months ago kind of with this all call that we were about $20,000 away from paying off our loan, and we were just letting you know that we're this close, we're wanting to get that paid off by the end of the year, invite you to participate if you wanted, if you felt led to, and I just want to remind you of the snapshot of what that looks like, that in July of 2019, you guys took out a $100,000 loan to replace the roof, to remodel bathrooms, replace the staircase, all necessary things that had to happen, and at that point, your total debt in 2019 was $127,000. 
And in two and a half years and during a pandemic, as Kathy reminds us, we paid off $100,000 of that. And, and the, the, then we asked you all to, to participate, and you did, and the church covered what was left, and we're done. We're debt-free, and we just wanted to celebrate that this morning. Thank you all for your generous giving, and um, be praying that the Lord shows us how to be faithful stewards of your generosity and of his faithfulness, because this is praise be to God, right? Praise be to God. Amen. Well, as I shared with you guys earlier, this is Pastor Omar and Lesby's um, last Sunday with us, and I'm actually going to ask them to come forward, Pastor Omar and Lesby, if you would. We just didn't want to um, miss an opportunity to share with you guys. Um, yeah, I'll ask you to come up here. The camera guys will not be happy with me. <laughs> come up here. Uh, we just didn't want to miss an opportunity to share with you guys how much you are loved by not only Belleville Hispanic, but by the rest of the people here at BFCN. And so this is just a small gift from us just to show a little bit of how much we care for you and appreciate your ministry. The Gurions are going to be headed to Denver, Colorado, right? They're going to head back to Colorado to um, see what the Lord has in store there for them and their ministry. And I just wondered if I could invite Pete Hill to come as a representative of Belleville Hispanic. And we're just going to say a quick sending prayer for them, um, if you guys can bear with us this morning as we do that. Do you guys want to come down here? Would you guys join us as, Lee, as uh, Pete leads us in prayer this morning? Please uh, uh, pray with me. Lord, we're just so grateful to um, have uh, Armano Omar and Armano Lesby as our pastors for this time. They have truly blessed us. They have um, touched our hearts, and we are truly grateful. Uh, Lord, we give them to your care. We ask that you uh, make straight paths for them, that you would prepare the way as they go on to Denver, that you would give them a place to live, um, a congregation ready for them, um, and uh, willing hearts to accept their message that you have given them. We are so grateful for them. Lord, I just... Uh, leave you um, and we uh, we leave them with this uh, blessing um, and we pray this for them. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So maybe uh, just uh, if you have an opportunity to say anything to Pastor Omar and Lesby during lunch, you're welcome to do that. Oh, uh, Church, thank you very much for everything, for all your support. Um, we're sad too, we're living. And you guys have a wonderful pastor. <laughs> a wonderful pastor, Nicole. She's wonderful. The husband and the kids. And we're going to miss you guys. Oh, and thank you for everything. We love you guys. And we're gonna keep praying for we'll you. keep praying for you guys. And we'll please keep, keep supporting them. They need you guys. Yeah. Thank Amen. you.
And as we all know, we are better together, right? We're better together. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right, the moment you've all been waiting for, I know. <laughs> it's time to pray over our lunch that we are going to go and, and share together this afternoon. Um, so I'm going to pray in just a moment, and at the end of my prayer, you will be dismissed to head over to the fellowship hall. Um, man, and if you get an opportunity, say a big thank you to Sandy, who did an outstanding job with the decorating, and to Tina, who headed up the cooking and the dispersing of the rolls to everybody. Can we just give them a hand in advance? Because that was a lot of work. And there were a lot of other people involved in that, but those two ladies kind of headed up each thing, so we just are very appreciative. If you happen to be able to stick around after lunch and help us put the fellowship hall back in place, we would greatly appreciate that. With a lot of hands, it will make it uh, quick work, and so if you're able to, uh, please do. And at this time, let us pray. God, we thank you for this beautiful time of worship and fellowship this morning, and I just pray, God, that you would uh, continue to bless our time of gathering around the table, sharing uh, in love with one, another, with one another this Christmas season. Lord, I pray that you would just bless this food to our bodies. God, we pray that you would bless those who work tirelessly to prepare it, and God, as always, would you bless us as we go and, and seek to serve and love and give generously to others, both this week and in the weeks and months ahead. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You are dismissed.